Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks. We're now doing our Hollywood miniseries. Yes. Um, For those of you just joining us, it's a show where we drink cocktails and solve unsolved crimes. That's the show. There's no other bells and whistles. I keep trying to make an intro (laughs) where it's like, we shake it up and it's a cocktail. And it's like, no, the show is cocktails, mysteries, and Sue's does stuff as well. I do do things. And we've got a guest with us. It's Eartha Kitt. I can't believe you're keeping Eartha Kitt. I wouldn't let my mum throw out Eartha Kitt. That's amazing. If anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about... Last week we met our new co-host. It's a dried up bit of lettuce that I found on the ground. Amazing. So, but she's so strong. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she, oh, look at her though. She's so strong, and her name's Eartha Kitt. I feel like you're going to get to the point where it's going to be uh, it's going to be dried out so much, uh, and she's so strong that it'll be be able to be used as a, an untraceable murder weapon. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I choke. I choke a bitch on it. <laughs> It'll be real sharp. You'll just, like, jab someone right in, the, yeah. in, the, in an artery. I think the murder weapon must have been some kind of rapier or something. I don't know what yeah. it was. It was it's the hardest substance known to man. And I'm just, like, in my car with Eartha Kitt strapped into the passenger seat going, God, you're strong. You're so strong. <laughs> Who's that just, just, that's just come in? Hey, oh my no. goodness. You're not allowed in. Wait, yes you are. Pubs are open. They're Pubs open. are open again. Apparently, there's no social distancing necessary. <laughs> Hooray, coronavirus Hooray. is over. That looks like Hooray. the listener to me. Hello, it listener. Hello. Hello, welcome. It's, uh, it's two metres. Two metres, please. Two, yeah, we want to live. We'd like to. Thank have you. you. Seen the, um, have you seen that Greg's have put, please stay two metres apart? That's the equivalent of 15 sausage rolls. Oh, hey, that's nice. Kind of sweet, isn't it? That's yeah. cute. And I can imagine that many. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, what you need to do, watch two metres, that's what, three Susies? Four Susies? <laughs> yeah, three, maybe, 15 um, sausage rolls or three Sus Kempners. Um, hey, listener, listener, get your hands off her for Kit. She's not <laughs> a piece of meat, she's a piece of le- dried up lettuce. So what are we drinking? What have you got, Masood? This here. Oh, it's... starting with me. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I'm not ready. We can start with me if you want. Or start with me. I liked it. Um, I don't mind either. I None made, of us mind. Um, I made one up because Ooh. after the after the Marmite drink, really, actually, since you gave us that chili lime, um, yeah. and then I had that chili cactus in the, in Freud uh, in central yeah. London. Mm. Like I've got, I, I really got. I think I've got a taste for savoury cocktails. 
Oh, um, well, Chris, the dark side, my friend. Chris is just got a big thing of uh, oxo. So what I've uh, <laughs> not with a, uh, with, a, with a carrot in it. <laughs> not, I'm, I'm, I'm listen, base. not quite, but not okay. a million miles away. All right. Um, what this, uh, uh, what this is, I kind of made it up. I've like a mixture of two different. Look at that. That is jet black as well. <laughs> well, is, on the camera, it, it just is. looks like a glass of coke. Yeah, it's um, like Chris has just so got. So what um, it is is that so it's, um, it's whiskey, lemon juice, soy sauce tamarind syrup and then it's yeah. topped up with beer and then oh. um what and then the rim the rim and the garnish is a smoked salt and arboli chili flakes rim oh Whoa. my god what but what kind of beer is it? just lager okay what, what do you call that Chris? Uh, it's sort of so like a michelada is the tomatoey thing that's topped up with beer yeah uh, and then the one that i was looking at uh, the whiskey the lemon uh chili rim that's called apparently a funky chicken a funky <laughs> chicken i don't know what to call it how about uh i might call it a wing in it wing in it no, I that like works that. yeah i like that but the rim is properly spicy and smoky and then the drink is quite sweet because of the tamarind that's nice yeah it's lovely ah, i've made up a drink but i don't Wait. I, I bet this is already a thing though what is it i i couldn't remember how to make an old-fashioned <laughs> yeah and I couldn't be fucked to Google it either. Mm. So I remember they got sugar in. Yeah. So I put some whiskey in this glass and some sugar and some ice. Yeah. And then I poured in a bit of Grand Marnier. What's that? That's not quite an old fashioned, but you're uh, not far off. You're not far okay, off. Okay, cool. Because an actual old fashioned is will be sugar and then you put yeah. bitters on, on that and then you'll... Bitters sort of on the sugar. To, yeah, then you'll muddle it up and then you'll yeah. put the whiskey in with the... And then you'll put a little orange peel oh so no orange liqueur it's nice i mean it's yeah that sounds like i like drink. it and it's not weird also all i've done since friday is watch hamilton and listen to hamilton so oh. i'm gonna call it a sit down adams you fat motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you drinking Masood? Um, this is a bijou but this is a ritz the ritz version so from the ritz hotel <gasps> version so we've had it's got ritz crackers in it Yes, I just crushed... Well, I didn't have any Ritz crackers, so I crashed some of those... Um, what are they Mini called? Mini cheddars. Tuck. I a tuck some biscuits. of those tuck biscuits. It's a it. tuck biscuit trifle. It's a tuck... Oh, God. Chris is like, mmm, savoury. Yeah. <laughs> tuck biscuits, you'll say. So we've had a bijou on the show, but we made it with green chartreuse, if you remember. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. what made it. So bijou meaning jewel or jade jewel in French, I think it is. Okay. Like this is the Ritz version which has gin, half an ounce of dry vermouth, a little bit of orange liqueur, and two dashes of orange bitters, and then you just stir it up. So it's very, it's pretty close to a martini. It's very close to a martini. It's sort of- Okay. It's a, it's a variation, but it's enough away, enough steps away from it that it's not quite the same. It's nice. It's a nice drink. It sounds it's nice. Yeah, it does sound good. This is getting me smashed already. Yeah! Oh, yeah! There's only whiskey and beer in here that's alcoholic. So it's a double whiskey. Oh. And then it's topped up with beer. And then it's um, just loads of beer. And then, yeah, there's the lemon juice and all the savoury stuff. And it tastes delicious, but I feel like I'm drinking it faster than I should. And it's probably ah. just... And also, it's like it burns on the way down because of the chilli on the rim. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's yeah, so drunk out of my laugh at that. No. <laughs> So, Chris. Yeah. We're in Hollywood. We're it's in the Hollywood. It's you know, I'm not allowed to be there, of course, at least in the company of you two, unless <laughs> I'm carrying bags or something. So unless that's we're on the golf course and you're like, <laughs> bag of vans. 
<laughs> fucking bag of Vans masseuse. It's a- <laughs> Just none of you dress up like a ghost, okay? <laughs> so let, let's rewind a little bit. 1921, mm-hmm. Fatty Arbuckle is arrested and tried mm. for the death of Virginia Rapp three times. Mm-hmm. The following yeah. year, 1922, William Desmond Taylor is found shot in the back. And all of this compounds the original scandal from 1920 of the young actress that died of a drug overdose. And all of a sudden now, Hollywood being seedy and immoral has become a, a big thing in the press. Okay. Two years after William Desmond Taylor's death in 1924, pioneering film producer Thomas H. Ince dies after a party on the yacht of media mogul William Randolph Hearst. Citizen Kane! There's a film that's been made in 2001. Eddie Izzard plays Charlie Chaplin and Kirsten Dunst is in it, I think, and it's called The Cat's yeah. Meow, and that's based on this yeah. this story. Oh, yes, we've talked about... We've, we've mentioned this film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Thomas, Thomas H. Ince... Not only was he a pioneering film producer, he was pretty much the guy that defined what the role of a film producer was as we know it now. Okay. Uh, because he was For those fir- of us who don't know, what does a film producer do? They say things like, if we get a Ned Benning, we'll get a reasonable opening weekend, but if we can get Cher... <laughs> I want to know what that, I wanna know what that movie is. Uh, hey, I've got one word for you. Guess who's available? Cher. <laughs> and the director's eyes go like... He's like, but I had my heart set on a Ned Benning. Oh, let me tell you something. Cher. <laughs> that's producers talking. Yeah, as if, as if Cher and Ned Benning have got the same type. <laughs> I mean, that's why I want to see the movie. I want to know what role they're both going for. Who do you think should play Will Ferrell's father in this Eurovision film? Well, we were thinking <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Mm-mm. It's Cher. It's Cher. Hey, hey, we couldn't get a Ned Benning or Cher. But guess who's available? Oh. <laughs> I fucking, I can't remember her name. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it. Um, oh. I, hang on. I'll say that again. Oh, shit. I just thought it'd be really funny if it was her. Hang on. Hang on. She's Googling the name. You'll really <laughs> laugh. You'll really laugh when I tell you who I was talking about. Well, I can't remember her name. That's so bad. Oh, okay. Okay. That bedding's not available. Oh, shoot. Neither is Cher. Damn it. That was your choice. Yes. But guess who is available? Angelica Houston. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> that was so long. <laughs> that Unbelievable. Was so long. None of that was funny. None that of was that brilliant. was funny. No, 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 that was great. <laughs> I think that's funnier with all of the not remembering the name. I think it's only funnier as a take two. I'm leaving it all in. It's no, not no, no, my no. fault. I've, I've only listened to Hamilton for four days. And also I ate bad hummus earlier. Now oh. my burps taste of cardboard. So this this fucking piece of shit fell off a yacht. He didn't fall off a yacht. Oh no, you're thinking of Robert Maxwell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love him. He didn't even die on the yacht. He died no. after the party on the yacht. Oh. He became oh, severely shit. ill on the yacht, and then he died afterwards. Oh. Oh. I see. Now it was William Randolph Hearst's yacht, and I feel that that's important. Not only because that's where it happened, but also because what happened afterwards is open to conjecture and speculation. And it's ah. as if some things might have been covered up. Okay. And the person that would have been able to do that is an owner of a media empire like William Randolph Hearst. Ah. Before we get back to Thomas Agents, William Randolph Hearst was like the king of fake news. Between him and Pulitzer, who still got a prize named after him, when they ran <laughs> their newspapers, <coughs> they uh, deliberately stoked up tensions between America and Spain. Aww. What? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I have heard stories about Pulitzer actually being quite a piece of shit. Yeah, so um, mm. uh, the Spanish-American War... It happened at the end of the 1800s because they went into mm-hmm. Cuba. Right. But William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer 
they both stoked up the tensions and they used sensationalist and sometimes just blatantly untrue headlines uh, to to, to get their way. And there's a famous, famous story which uh, some people have refuted, but it's a quote you might have heard of because William Randolph Hearst had sent a photographer that he, or like an artist, to go to Cuba to document everything. And the photographer, he was an artist called Frederick Remington, he telegrammed William Randolph Hearst to say, everything's quiet in Cuba, there's not going to be a war. And then apparently, William Randolph Hearst wrote back to him and said, please remain, you provide the pictures, I'll provide the war. Fuck oh. Are you serious? Have you ever heard you that quote before? That. I think I, it was furnished. I, I think actually, I think it's been misquoted as provide. I think the original quote was, you furnish the pictures, I'll furnish the war. Furnish that, is even better. But that yeah. was basically... That was basically kind of what William Randolph Hearst was purported to have said. And then by stoking up the tensions, there was indeed a war. Mm-hmm. So wow. uh, they kind of got their way. So it was already a case of like the, the media, like about 20 years before Hollywood started to fall apart at the scenes with all of the scandals, the press already had control over a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. that's why they were able to, they seized on this seedy underbelly of Hollywood. It's interesting is that like, you sort of said that about the fake news thing. You said like, oh, they sort of use fake news and this idea of fake news it feels like everyone thinks it's this new thing that the russians have invented is like no it's fucking been around forever mm-hmm. and i imagine even back in the 20s it's like no one's gonna check because um, no one fucking cares or has a computer so yeah. it doesn't matter right. back yeah. then it had another name yellow journalism oh is it gonna end up being racist yeah i feel like that's gonna come <laughs> uh, no 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 <laughs> it's, okay it's become known now as tabloid journalism it was sort okay. of like sensationalist stuff rather than research stuff it was written I from see. the heart rather than the head yeah. um, he made a, abs- that's how he made his initial fortune wasn't it absolutely Hurst, yeah it's in citizen kane just printing headlines yeah. like the president's neck is missing <laughs> <laughs> There were other stories that they kind of just fabricated, or at least there was like a kernel of truth, and then they they made it, they warped it and distorted it. Um, Mm. And so because of that, William Randolph Hearst became one of the most powerful men in the world. And it was on his yacht. The yacht was called the... The Dirty Lady. (laughs) I think it was called like the Onadin. Oh, Onyegin. Onyegin is um, an old story about uh, a a guy who's in a relationship with a woman, and he leaves her and she's heartbroken and he returns 20 years later and she's settled for a different guy and he decides he wants to be with her and she very bravely tells him no even though she's still in love with him and that's the story of Onyegin. I've seen a ballet on it. It was boring. Uh, well the yacht was called the Onida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked smart then. <laughs> You've got a boat. Okay so Thomas, Thomas, uh, Thomas Ince uh, was born in 1880, so at the time he died, he was 44. Uh, he w- found his way in the movie <coughs> business. D.W. Griffith was an early contact that he made, and he kind of, they worked together a lot. And Thomas Ince was one of the first people to, I think he was the first person to have a studio, a whole movie studio that was his name. And oh. he oh. and he bought a ranch that became like a, just a, a, a huge movie studio. He turned into a huge movie mm. studio, and he built like standing sets and all of that. Uh, he became known actually as the godfather of the western like he kind of like pioneered the western Ooh, as okay. a genre okay. of film he ended up sort of like working with dw griffith even at the early stage of his career uh, oh, he shit. directed short films with with mary pickford and this is cool ah. i didn't know this but they were sent to cuba we're going back to cuba again but it's unrelated they were oh. sent <laughs> to cuba to make to make these short real films yeah. out of the prying eyes of thomas edison who was trying to take over the whole <gasps> movie studio system oh, god yeah. it was that early it's crazy isn't it because they were like this 
competition between him with his kinetoscope. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because this was after him and Tesla, wasn't it? When they were just still... Uh, I think he Tesla might have died by then. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably a bit after. Because yeah. after he'd killed fucking Af- full African elephants and I'm, fucking amazing, dogs isn't it? and He's stuff. Like, yeah. Look how well my electricity works. It can kill this entire elephant. What have you done? We believe you. We believe you. Fucking hell, mate. I don't think you do believe me. Bring in another elephant. I can see you all doubting me. You might have thought that that elephant had underlying health conditions, but it didn't. I'll prove it to you. Healthy elephant. Look at this. We don't want to watch the elephant die. We'll see about that. And it dies and they're like, we didn't want to see that. Oh, didn't you? Didn't you? No, no. We all clearly stated that we definitely did not want to see an elephant die. Throw the switch. How many elephants does this guy have? Rule of three. Rule of three. (laughs) (laughs) And he he arrived in a Citroen 2CV. How do you fit all them elephants in it? (laughs) My next machine can shrink elephants. (laughs) Get me my elephant in big enough. (laughs) (laughs) He got drawn to doing westerns straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right. he loved doing that and then his ambition sort of like started to be bigger than the confines he was working in there was this um there was this ranch in california that when he turned it into the movie studio it ended up it was it's, it ended up being called triangle ranch because him and dw griffith and max senate formed triangle productions but before that it was called Intsville. when he first bought it he named it <laughs> That sounds like every Sim City city I've ever made is usually yeah. called Masoodville. <laughs> uh, and that was where he built the first movie studio. I see. Um, okay. Which gave a lot of jobs to the industry. People would live on the ranch as well. They would live in Innsville and then they would right. make films. The crew would make oh. films. I um, see. It was a this proper operation. This is where operation. all of my Sim Cities fell short because they became unlivable. Yeah. Uh, because of garbage and legal gambling. Uh, Continue, Chris, please. Let's not talk about my terrible scene management skills. Well, because he uh, because he built this little village that be- that also functions as a movie studio, it yeah. meant that he became this sort of like role as what he, what we now know as producer. So he ended up. Oh, so he created the role. Well, kind of, yes. Yeah. So almost you, by. So when you look okay. at Marvel Studios, right, which yeah. is just like a cookie cutter of uh, film after film after film after film, and they all have yeah. a very very similar. Identity. You can tell a Marvel film when you see one. Of course. Yes. of course. It was kind of like that, and it was all down to him. So he was employing directors uh, and writers and stuff. And occasionally he'd write and direct himself, but it was very right. much all coming from, from him and trickling down. Get get out of here. This is Innsville. Not <laughs> shit's American, American film critics hated the films. Why did oh, they really? Hate them? Why did I thought... What, because uh, were they like, really pulpy? But, the, uh, but, the, uh, but they loved them in Europe. Oh, they were sexy. Or they were good. They were just plain good. (laughs) He made a film in 1913 called The Battle of Gettysburg. It was five reels long. I've heard of this. Yeah, and it helped bring in the idea of, get this, a feature-length film. Right. So this predates The Birth of a Nation by two years. Mm -hmm. And I bet Birth of a Nation doesn't exist without Battle of Gettysburg. Uh, Probably not. Um, Actually, uh, we're going to get onto it a bit later on, but D.W. Griffiths followed up Birth of a Nation with film i think called intolerant yes yeah as as like a clapback against all the people who was like your yeah. film was racist but oh, right. uh, but, <laughs> what, but that was in direct competition with one of ince's films uh oh. ince's film wiped the floor with it did but it with um birth of a nation the story is told now that it, ha- it helped like bring about the ku klux klan again Mm. Yeah, it kind of re- it was like a resurgence. I think we said it also wasn't universally yeah. loved. Like it caused riots yeah. at the time. People hated mm. it for its depictions of uh, of black people. So like yeah, even wow. at the time, people hated it for that. Mm. You know, we we think that it's like, oh well, back then everyone was racist. Like no, yeah. people probably saw Birth of a Nation's like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, <laughs> what the. Yeah. F-
Birth of a Nation was a box office success because I suppose mm. like people would go and see a film because it was a fucking film. It um, was, yeah. It was intolerant, a yeah, see. Intolerance yeah. was a total flop. D.W. Griffith mm. and Max Sennett, they partnered with Ince after Ince's solo success to form Triangle Studios. Uh, it was built uh, on West Washington Boulevard using the money made from the birth of a nation. Okay, that's not great. It's kind of like Miami Skyline being built on blood yeah. money. Yeah. And it oh, was, shit. It was, yeah. it was one of the first, what they call vertically integrated film companies, and it combined production, distribution, and theatre operations all under one roof. Oh, um, right. So that hadn't been done before then? I think so. it was like a very new idea. Because that's fucking expensive to do all uh, that. And then it became like the, the hottest studio, the most dynamic studio in Hollywood. Okay. And they attracted people like Mary Pickford, Fatty Arbuckle, Douglas Fairbanks. Oh, all the big names. Uh, they produced oh. like the Keystone Cops films. Oh, fuck. Um, so everyone so like, we've talked about. So they, it sounds like they were very much like the um, frat pack. They were like the Judd mm. Apatow mm. of their day, making yeah. stepbrothers and stuff, yeah. and people went fucking nuts for him. But the critics were like, it's just Will Ferrell and John C. Riley shouting, who cares? And then <laughs> I'm there going, ha ha, very good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stepbrothers is great. I, I fucking love, love Stepbrothers. So much. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> He had this look in his eyes. So while he'd ever seen everything that was made at Inceville, uh, because there was three of them this time at Triangle, he only he only oversaw a few, or like some of them, a fraction, not all of them. One of them was called Civilization, which was a yes. plea for mm-hmm. peace and American neutrality. It was set in a mythical country, and it was dedicated to the mothers of those who died in World War One. Oh Jesus! Okay. Wow. Okay. It was film. This was the film. It was in direct competition with D.W. Griffith's Intolerance. Mm. Yeah. And it roundly trounced Intolerance at the box office. And yet, I, I don't think I've heard of it, whereas Intolerance I've heard of and seen. Yeah. Thomas, so Thomas Ince, he added a few more stages and an admin building to Triangle Studios, and then he sold his shares to Griffith and Senate in 1918. Oh, okay. So he cashed in. He, was he, like, wanted, he wanted to go out and do his own thing again. He enjoyed working oh, independently. Yeah. Uh, three years later, the studios uh, were acquired by Goldwyn Pictures, which then became Metro Goldwyn Mayer, and that oh, meant MGM, right. that uh, things like Gone with the Wind, King Kong, and Citizen Kane were filmed on the studios that Thomas Ince had helped build. That's crazy because it's like, that's the fucking place. He then went back to work for himself. He formed Thomas H. Ince Studios. And he made a lot of significant pictures, but by this point, so this he this was getting to like the early twenties. By this point, mm. the studio system was taking over, and there wasn't so the system really, he he helped create. He helped or, create it, yeah, but yeah. there was no real room for him as an independent producer when yeah. Paramount had started up, and or what what was to be Paramount had started up, and the same with Metro MGM and stuff. So he ended up oh. he ended up kind of like his his output slowed down, and then on his forty fourth birthday or around then he was invited to um celebrate his birthday on the anita which was the mm, yacht mm-hmm. of william randolph hearst <laughs> now amazing the official cause of death is heart failure mm. um uh so there's and, and maybe there's no reason to uh dispute that but the reason that this is sort of like taken hold and become a massive I suppose, I suppose, yeah, maybe, is this our first conspiracy? It probably is. Um, But a lot of people think that Randolph Hearst uh, shot him and then used his significant media sway to cover it up. It sounds like the sort of thing William Randolph Hearst would write about anyone else, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He shot him and covered it up. Well, I mean, I I, I don't understand, actually, because also, apparently, so the the, the sequence of events are, he was invited. That sway. Is a lot of sway. If we're going to go with that, that sway of saying he shot him and then he said it was a heart failure. Like, you've got to be in the room with the coroner pointing a gun in his face and be like, write down (laughs) heart failure. Or you're going to have heart failure, if you know what I'm talking about. No, but there's like that doctor of 
Trump, who was like, oh, yeah, he's normal weight. I'm his doctor, so I know. Oh, so he's and just they, getting like, a lot of money. And he's right? six foot three, and, he, and he's really healthy. And so like, I guess hands. you can make any doctor. Yeah, he's got big, yeah. giant, flapping hands. I bet you can make a doctor say anything. I think um, yeah. William Randolph Hearst was the one man that could have done this. If, oh, if anyone could do it, it was him. So yeah. like, if, it, if this story was anybody else and they were like, oh, somebody, yeah, no, someone shot him and then tried to pass it off as heart failure, I'd call mm. bullshit. Yeah. But William right. Randolph Hearst, I could kind of, like, everything I know about William Randolph Hearst, I can kind of, like, think that Whoa. he had enough enough sway over everything at this point. Yeah. I reckon he probably he could have... Could have got away with this, and I'm not saying that is what happened. Yeah, not only is this our first I am saying that you are almost it. convinced that that is a big deal for me because <laughs> it is quite interesting to see you go from like nah nah nah, nah to be like, but well okay, we should I call d- this episode shitters and Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm not I'm not saying that this is what happened. No, no, but, of course. But 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 it's William Randolph first, and I could believe it. Right. That's as good as a, that's as good as an admission as any. <laughs> if anything, if anything came out and it proved, like let's say, let's say three, four years from now, mm. hundred years after the case, some files get released. Of course. And it's like William Randolph Hearst did it. I'd be like, I am not surprised. Ah. That's crazy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. But well, let's get to it. Yeah. But I am not saying that is what happened. So, okay. um, uh, Thomas Ince and Randolph Hearst, they've been negotiating a deal mm. under which. Hearst's Cosmopolitan Productions would use Ince's studio. Okay. okay. So Hearst had visited Ince at his home on November the 15th and invited him for a weekend cruise on his yacht to say happy birthday and to work out the details of the deal. Yeah. Ah. According to Ince's wife, who was called Nell, Thomas took a train down to San Diego where he joined the guests the next morning. At dinner the Sunday night, the group celebrated his birthday, but then apparently he suffered an acute bit of indigestion uh, because cool. he'd had too many almonds and champagne. Almonds and champagne. Almonds wow. and champagne. Well, this guy lived a life. Apparently, yeah. they were forbidden for for him because he had peptic ulcers. So he oh, have you can't. Right. Hey, what are you doing, Thomas? <laughs> you can't have almonds and champagne. Yeah, he got peptic ulcers. Listen, I want this handful of almonds, and then I'll wash it down with champagne. Hey. Just you try and stop me, you bitch. Oh it's my it. God, he's out of control. It's, it's my birthday. I can do what I want. <laughs> this will be on the front page tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Pulitzer, get a get a shot of this, huh? I mean, almonds, I'm drinking. <laughs> He'd had too many almonds and champagne, fuck's sake. But we've had plenty of doctors that turned out to not know what the fuck they were talking about. Last yeah, week, at... William Desmond Taylor got shot in the back and they, 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 they said it was a... Um... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they said... They were like, this man has eaten an almond. <laughs> so this doctor is no different? <laughs> Tell you, you did know what he was doing, though. Harold Dude. Shipman, you've got <laughs> stuff done. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. Where were we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we're talking about bad doctors. Uh, yes. All right. Oh, yeah. So, um, because uh, he wouldn't have the sorted almonds uh, or the champagne, he shouldn't have had them, but he did. Uh, and so he got indigestion. Mm. Uh, and then he was accompanied by Dr. Goodman, who oh. was a licensed, he was licensed, but a non-practicing physician. Oh. Uh, oh. Goodman by name. They That's sounded. it, though. It's just Goodman by name. I'm not a good doctor at all. These days, he'd be called a health guru. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> he got off the yacht, and with Dr. Goodman, they traveled to a, a, a hotel a hotel, not a hospital, hotel. And they were given mm. medical treatment by a second doctor and a nurse. Ince then summoned his wife. Yeah, because the, he's like, I don't trust this Goodman. He's a fucking <laughs> sham. He's about the same medical credentials as Dr. Spichemin from 30 Rock. <laughs> Dr. Spichemin. <laughs> and he, uh, oh. uh, he summoned his wife and his own doctor, Ida Cowan Glasgow. Oh, uh, for God's sake. Ida Cow. Ida Cowan Glasgow. I feel like that's a pun. Is that a pun? <laughs> Sounds like a pun. Who do you call if you want to keep your moose hidden? Ida Cow in Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Fuck, it is a pun. That was a really... Suze, for somebody who doesn't do puns, it? that was a swift pun. That was... That, that was, was a reverse-engineered yeah. pun. Yeah. I'm very... I'm very versatile comedian, and I can do all the different types of comedy, including puns. Listener, she yeah. did that while ill. I'm not ill. I just ate bad hummus and feel sick. I'm really stuck on that. That's a really good reverse pun. That's going to stay with me. That's yeah. really going to stay with me. Like you can't just say you can't say what Sue said as a joke, and the no. punchline be hide a cow in Glasgow because people We'd would need go, the whole conversation before. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need the whole. Not my fault. Not my fault. It's not my fault. You don't get it. Basically, what she's done there is Sue has invented the Tarantino joke, where it's told out of order <laughs> yeah. for it to be funny. Yeah, you, you've basically made a new style of bit. I'm very That's versatile comedian, and I invent a whole new style of comedy sometimes by accident. That's incredible. Uh, so they all met in uh, they all met in Del Mar at the hotel. Then they went back to Ince's home in Los Angeles, and he died. That's the official story. Apparently, he had heart failure. Are there any doctors in hospitals in the twenties? Because the impression <laughs> is that they go to hotels. They're all in hotels, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay. So this is kind of where the conspiracy probably started, and when I say probably, I mean certainly. Is this is where the um, thread of it starts, or is this where like the, the most whole thing? Evidence... Listen, very good mind. So th- this this official story. The, he fell ill on the boat because he had almonds went and then he went hotel. to a hotel in Del Mar where another he went with a doctor to this hotel in Del Mar where another doctor was there plus his own personal doctor came to get him then they went home and he died, and he died. the next day the front page of the Los Angeles Times oh ran a story with the headline movie producer shot on Hearst Yacht what? oh my god so straight away they're like right there we go oh shit so that's it so basically there's the official story yeah. which we've just heard and then like, I asked someone tried. Those that was in the morning papers. In the evening edition, those headlines were vanished. Official obituaries were published with the official story of the heart disease. But he was shot. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, there wasn't so any. First story, of all, first yeah. of all, where did they get the story that he got shot? Yeah. And then after that, they corrected themselves, and it was all this official story. Now that could have mm. been, we made a mistake. He wasn't shot. It could have also been there was a tip off that he actually got. He actually got shot. Yeah. And they ran this story that wasn't the official version that was supposed to be run. And then someone got to them and was like, no, he didn't yeah. get shot. 
Because yeah, that, that comes out of nowhere. Like no one, no one just makes up. Oh, he got shot. It feels yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, um, it feels yeah. weird to be like, okay, so uh, what happened? I, I'm already got. Um, sh- he probably got so- shot or something, and then someone <laughs> writes that. Nell, who's his widow. Yeah. She just left the country oh, for huh. Europe about seven months later. Oh right. Just several conflicting stories started circulating about the actual incident because also on the boat was Charlie Chaplin. Fucking hell, this is a proper party. Yeah, man. It's not a party until Chaplin arrives. Yeah, exactly, mate. And then Chaplin arrives and falls over and is like, boo! Hi, he's English, so he's like, hello, everybody! (laughs) Does his speech from The Great Dictator and everyone's like, oh, virtue signal. Here we go. (laughs) Do you like Uh, my moustache? I based it on Adolf Hitler. (laughs) So Chaplin's valet, uh, a guy named Terechi Kono, Mm. and he claimed... White guy, right? (laughs) <laughs> uh, he claimed to have seen Ince uh, taken from the yacht to shore via a stretcher and he said that he was bleeding from a bullet wound this is the valet oh. saying this right the valet oh, said that okay. but does this turn out that valet had a mysterious payment of five thousand dollars put yeah, in his yeah, account right? by the name of William Randolph Burst <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no, he oh. didn't. But I think that might have been because they were like, who's going to believe this Japanese guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because the story right. spread among, amongst all of the domestic workers throughout Beverly Hills from oh, Terechi Kono saying, no, he had a bullet wound. I saw him get taken off the boat and he had a bullet wound. Fucking hell, okay. Oh, right. Oh, right. Um, so is it a lot of like, yeah, okay. No, I mean, he maybe he did. So And also Fuck. that would explain where the Los Angeles time got the... The story from. Got, yeah. got, he got yeah. shot, yeah. I quite like that they, 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 it was like spread out through all the kind of just the people, you know, the valets and the chauffeurs. Yeah, man, and the, the key workers. Yeah, 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 exactly. They fucking can't live the without truth. the key workers. Um, Thank you, key workers. Uh, during the funeral, the Los Angeles time maybe trying to make up for this. They noted that his casket it was left open. He had an mm. open casket funeral for one hour to afford friends and studio employees. <laughs> and there was a big, and there was a big bullet hole in his man. face. No, no, <laughs> well, no, nobody said there was a bullet hole, but that doesn't mean he was shot in the head. No. Because you've got to remember, he was because there's no reason to doubt the story that he was taken on land to a hotel and John then died there. at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily negate the fact that he was shot. Yeah, that's true. It's no. just his idea that he was shot in the head. He yeah. might not have been shot in the head. Yeah. Um, one of the things is that apparently Hearst shot him, mistaking him for Chaplin, and Hearst had it in for Chaplin and was trying to shoot Chaplin. Who's going to shoot Why'd Chaplin? Why do hate Chaplin? For like a joke? Or for japes? Maybe because wasn't Hearst quite conservative because Chaplin was like uber left wing, wasn't I'm going to have a party, right? And here's what I'm going to do, see? I'm going to shoot Chaplin yeah. on this boat. You're going to shoot the most famous man famous in the world. Famous movie star, yeah. Are you going to be fighting there alone so there are no witnesses? No, I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have a party, see? Oh, no. And there'll be almonds, there'll be champagne, the lot. The lot. Well, this does sound like a party. I think I'll go. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin um, arrives and is like, free broadband for everybody in Hearst, like, Chaplin. Chaplin. <laughs> and he, he pulls out the gun and in slow motion, uh, in steps in the way and he's like, pow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who Luella Parsons is? No. It's a good name, though. She was a scriptwriter. She was a scriptwriter, but she was also the very first American movie columnist. Oh. oh, she was the head of Hopper before head of Hopper. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. She was a. Ma- she became a hugely influential fig- figure in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, her columns were read by twenty million people in four hundred newspapers worldwide. Uh, she was like the queen of Hollywood gossip. Oh. Um, anyway, the reason I bring her up is is that she was apparently on board the Onida when this happened. Oh. I see. Uh, shit. When the Onida s- sailed. She was the movie columnist based in New York for one of Hearst's newspapers. And not long after this happened, Randolph Hearst gave her a lifetime contract and expanded her syndication. 
Mm. Which, you know, maybe he was doing that to be nice. And some people have suggested that's because she uh, had championed one of his mistresses, uh, like in her (laughs) columns. Or (laughs) it could have also been a, if you keep quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I will set you for life. Um, mm. So another another story circulated that William Randolph Hearst provided Nell, the widow, with a trust fund just before she left for Europe, okay. uh, oh, so she and and up. and that he paid off their mortgage on the huge apartment they had in Hollywood. Oh, Ooh, shit. Uh, either way, either way, the widow was left a very, 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 very rich woman. She would have uh, been left rich anyway uh, by ins, surely. He, I imagine, he would have. Yeah, been and also bit. apparently, apparently, to counter this claim about paying off the mortgage, supposedly there are reports that she already owned it and had built on the grounds where they had it anyway. So there was no mortgage to pay off, according to some. Okay. Because William Randolph Hearst was challenged on it years and years and years and years later. They said mm-hmm. he spoke to a journalist and they brought up the rumor that he'd murdered Thomas Ince. And he went, "Not only am I innocent of this murder, so is everybody else." Uh. That's what I said. Uh, oh, all right, fucking hell. That again is like, did you, do, do you hate my sister? No, and I never cheated on you with her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, uh, okay. Um, what? I have a follow-up question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too late. Too late. The upshot of all this was because this kind of took hold, and also there was that conflicting report of Chaplin's valet, hmm. uh, mm. and also that that headline in the Los Angeles Times must have come from somewhere. Yeah, mm. before then being redacted, it's kind of like fueled this idea that not everything that went on was as it was reported. Right, yeah. right. So it became a myth, basically. It's like, it is an unsolved mystery. It's like, what the fuck happened? Because he died at the height of his career, really. Even though he died, what he'd helped set up in Hollywood is still felt today. Yeah. Mm. But unfortunately, his death kind of like cut short the fact that people will remember him. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Maybe. And also, get this, he might have died from almonds. So... <laughs> Well, they aren't. And almond skin got cyanide in it. I've heard this, but you have to consume like loads, two sacks, two large sacks full of almonds. Yeah, but Thomas Ince was a greedy boy. That's true. He could have just been sat there. (laughs) The fact that the fact that he died in such a publicized instant on on Mm. Randolph Hearst's yacht Mm -hmm. that kind of like overshadowed the fact that he was this pioneering Hollywood figure. Well, that's always going to overshadow the story, isn't it? The the scandal will always overshadow the person. Because that's all we remember. It's like, unfortunately, like how Monica Um, Lewinsky is who she is because of the scandal, not the fact that she's also a fucking incredible (laughs) Yeah, she's like a real um, educated and witty woman. But yeah, Yeah. what she's known for is, hey, remember when she got the president's come on her dress? Guys, that was so long ago. I promise she's got so much to offer. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) This theory that he shot him, mistaken him for Chaplin. I mean, it's a pretty big mistake to make. They look very different. Well, it's because apparently like one of Hearst's mistresses was on the yacht. And apparently Chaplin was having it off with her and he was jealous about that. <laughs> but he's got he's got more than one mistress. He's one of his mistresses. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not condoning this behavior, but don't shoot somebody because one of your mistresses... They had it off with your woman. I don't mm. think that's why men like William Randolph Hearst collect mistresses. I don't think it's because... <laughs> wow. I just don't think they want to share, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they probably... Chaplin had it all, didn't he? Because Chaplin was really funny and famous and rich, but he was also, like, handsome. Yeah. He was so, a pretty man, wasn't he? Yeah, mm. he was a good-looking boy. Um, he looked like he looked like Joe McEldrew who won the X Factor a few years ago.
you're interested, Thomas Inch does have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, does he? Is he? Oh, that's pretty nice. Okay, that's good. I'm Where glad. Where did that they make? Yeah, I'm so chuffed for him. <laughs> Inchville paid off. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, ju- it's just there's no. I mean, like you could take at face value the story of of the, came, doc- of the he, double doctor. He, he fell ill because of the almonds and then died at yeah. home. And you know what? If I if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably be like, yeah, that's what happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the idea of the valet seeing him with a bullet wound and then, of course, the fact that William Randolph Hearst could report whatever he wanted and have sway over people because of that. When you own the but, newspapers, yeah, yeah. sure, and, you can do whatever you want. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even saying that William Randolph Hearst is the guy that shot him, but maybe he just didn't want this idea that somebody shot somebody on his boat. Yeah, you know? I, I see. I'm with I'm, I'm with you on this. I, I'm not. He may have shot him. But he also may not have. Where that lies is like he, where he sits in the control sphere of all of this, if that is even a terminology, the control sphere. (laughs) It sounds like those things in Jurassic World that they drive around to make sure they don't get eaten by dinosaurs. Oh, the (laughs) the gyrosphere things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great movie. It's uh, the second one (laughs) bothers me a lot. Anyway, we're not getting to that. Yeah. If even if he did or if he didn't, it's not like it's moot. But his involvement in running the sort of media and stuff is the thing that kind of is the is the real part you should focus on i guess Mm. is because then it becomes about like well whatever happened he's the one that is tightening the screws and making sure things are as they are because like you said with this valley story let's say that comes out right and he doesn't maybe he doesn't even own that paper he's like fuck these fucking guys (laughs) they know about and so he just goes in and he's like and he just floods it with every other paper like he just buys every mm. other paper out and he goes like this is the story this is what we're printing mm-hmm. nobody else print this is garbage a, a valet so you know who that guy that guy's from japan <laughs> do you guys mm-hmm. believe those guys yeah. you can't believe a word and that also comes i mean like, this is why mouth. i brought yeah. up the why i brought up the fact that he was quite an, an unethical media baron yeah. when the American Spanish War was kicking off Absolutely. because like he had he, 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 basically he was driven by profits money hmm. uh, power like yeah. he, rather than having a moral core so right. I felt like that was an important detail because Absolutely. that's the sort of bloke he could be yeah yeah it's all about selling papers, man, and that's it. Is that like, and I mean, and even, what even does so, this Japanese valet of Chaplin have to gain by saying, "Well, oh, yeah, you saw him with a bullet wound." Yeah, nothing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like Chaplin's not going to have said, "Make sure you tell them that he had a bullet wound." It'll mm. be a laugh. Yeah. I'm a funny man. <laughs> it feels like a 1920s version of Succession. That's what it feels. like. Yes. <laughs> it's so. Oh my crazy. god. This is so so. It nuts. is, isn't it? It's yeah, so yeah. like that. It was. The the Wild West, they were essentially in the early days of taming it mm. at this point. Yeah, they, this is... They this built is... their studio there so that it's as far away from New York as possible. And it's essentially still pretty new. Yeah. And there's a lot of lawlessness. This is like only, you know, the electricity was what? Turn of that century. So that was like, what, 1890s was it or something like that? I can't exactly remember, but it wasn't yeah, far pretty, off. Yeah, And then everything late. started like... You know, obviously, like doubling in technology started to like be, you know, it was faster and better, quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it was like maybe it was like 30 years ago, they were riding into towns and shooting people in the face yeah. and stealing gold. That's and it. So it's like, yeah, it's really, you're absolutely right. Like this kind of thing would happen and no one could stop you. Because also there was no media moguls. There wasn't somebody before. Him. There was there was Hearst, <laughs> yeah. and that's that. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, there's no one. Okay, well, it's my fucking word then." Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And it's kind of like why I think he's the reason 
because we've seen a lot of stuff that he did that no one trusts Murdoch and no one trusts. Yeah, and yeah, and he's a good he? guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a nice guy, and everyone. Won't Mur- trust Murdoch, him. He, yeah, he's just, he's just a kindly old grandfather. <laughs> he just looks. They just look like they look like evil people. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at them oh, and you're like, yeah, my god, they look like they're definitely like reverse uh, Dorian Gray, aren't they? Going like. There's a paint in the attic that just stays beautiful. Uh, I mean, Hurst. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> While you continue to every evil thing you've done shows just, on your fucking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And then you look at their face, and you're like, "Wow, they've done oh, a lot of shit." Wow, you've done some real bad things, yeah. haven't you? I'm looking at a photo of Hurst, and I tell you what, he doesn't look like um, Orson Welles, does he? I think he'd have liked to. Yeah, he's it's the way he's looking at that photo. I almost feel like for a split second he's gonna like looking off, but for a split second he's gonna mm. go, "I did it, see." <laughs> like he'll just look straight to camera, say it, and look back. It's such a well. Uh, Randolph Hearst was alive when um, Citizen yeah, Kane he, came out. He didn't yes. die till the fifties. Yeah. He was a, he. They say he's a large part of why the movie was not acclaimed on its release. I mean, it was nominated for a few Oscars, mm-hmm. but. It's known to it like it revolutionized cinema. Yet at the time, a lot of the reviews were bad, and it was apparently because Hearst had threatened a lot of publications, threatened a lot of studios. He had that much power, even in whenever Citizen Kane was released, forty-one, I think, mm. nineteen forty-one. Fucking hell, man! That's so. If you if you haven't watched Citizen Kane, uh, readers, if you haven't watched Citizen Kane, and you think, yeah, but it's just this old eighty-year-old movie, it's going to be so dry. Watch it; it's a fucking it's banger. Awesome. It, it holds up real well. I think like people have this sort of like aversion to um, films that are that old. Yeah, but some of them are fuck- like M. Is oh, oh, M's insane. fantastic. I mean, M's nineteen thirty. Thirty-three, I think. Yeah. Thirty-three. It's nearly ninety. Years old. Um, Maybe thirty-one. Maybe thirty-one. Duck it? soup. We talk- oh, Duck soup's fantastic. Most of the Marx Brilliant. Brothers are. I have fond memories. Yeah. Of oh, the films. Marx Brothers are great. Certainly, the first seven movies are amazing. Oh. Duck soup is still the best anti-war satire out there including Starship Troopers (laughs) (laughs) I went through Starship Troopers in that what's it Sunset Boulevard was one I put off for such a long time right and then I watched it and I was like why did I what's wrong with me it's such a banger it's so good yeah even even down to this like uh, the the posthumous narration Ah. that was the first time that had been done I think Uh so it's like I guess they were churning them out as well they were fucking churning them out like it was a studio machine it was a machine Oh, well, it kind of really kicked system. up in the twenties. Mm. Yeah. Like they were making silent films from like, you know, the late, the late eighteen nineties. Yeah, and then this is when they would get a beautiful uh, girl who they'd seen in the modelling a magazine in yeah. a magazine, bring her to Hollywood, give her a new name, um, mm. often like pull all her teeth out and give her false teeth. Yeah, uh, including not having ones at the back, so they'd have fantastic cheekbones and go right. You're an actress now, <sighs> and some of them couldn't act. So they just be or talk under because of the teeth. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't need. Well, they were to. silent. They were silent movies they anyway. Were silent so movies. Fine, yeah. Right. So I okay. So what are we? I think I think we we're all sort of somewhat agreed. I think it feels very much like Hearst. One thing I might say is that um, because he had himself helped to engineer by sensationalizing these Hollywood scandals like mm. Fatty Arbuckle and William Desmond Taylor, mm. there might have been like a desire for revenge to do something on his own yacht. Oh. and then he he was just a, able to cover that up so I, I mean like i'm not saying that if 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 thomas ince was shot that william hurst shot him 
No. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened on his yacht after all of these scandals that he had yeah. helped. Yeah. It looks terrible for so him. So if he was shot, that. then maybe that was deliberate as a kind of like, mm-hmm. fuck you, Randolph Hearst. Yeah, 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 right? I think, yeah, I think he probably didn't shoot him, but he definitely I engineered. He <laughs> we probably all the didn't other have stuff. it in him no. in the same way as, <laughs> sorry to bring him up, <laughs> but Hitler, like, <laughs> didn't have it in him to kill someone in no. front of him. No. And no. Charles Manson didn't. No, he got he got a bunch it, of people to do it for him. Yeah, you you don't always have it in you, but it doesn't mean. Well, you he'd don't... only he, he'd only be able to like punch their knees, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little Manson. Me and Charlie Manson are the same height. <laughs> He's so cute. Put him in your pocket. Yeah, I reckon, Sue's actually, you could uh, with 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 like with like the right makeup. I reckon you could do a really good Charles Manson photo. Oh my god, thank you. I'll do it next live stream. I'll, I'll be Charles Manson. In Thursday's live stream, I'll be Charles Manson. When you do the makeup tutorial, don't tell them who you're turning yourself into. And then just draw the little thing on your forehead. (laughs) Cutting a short sticker into my forehead. Oh, Uh, my. Hey, guys, so so, um, what you're going to need is we're going to need a lot of brown eyeshadow. Uh, And then we're going to need a uh, fresh double razor. Yeah. So. It's technically a mystery, mm. but it's mm. it's it's not as mysterious as the two we've just covered. But I do no. feel I do feel like if we're well, going to chart our way through Hollywood, yeah. that I have I had to do it. He's an important oh, linchpin, uh, I think, for the other two as well, and that he is relevant for those first two. Yeah, and the fact that he had such control over the yeah. media at that time, I think, is such a even if he didn't say it. And even if that has been distorted, mm. that whole thing about you furnish the pictures, I'll furnish the war. It's too yeah. damning, isn't it? It's too, it's too much. It's not just yeah. that, but I mean, also, and also, also, what a, what a quote. Yeah. And even yeah. if he didn't say it, it's kind of what he ended up doing anyway. Exactly. That's right. So. Seuss, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Have you got anything from the archives? Yes, I do. Oh. Okay. So they're largely forgotten about now, mm. but there was a singing duo that formed based on this event they formed in the mid 20s mm-hmm. and they are called Almonds and Champagne oh. and they're <laughs> you may have heard some of their stuff on uh, advertising they did uh, Gillette the best <laughs> a man can get that was Almonds and Champagne oh. but yeah they um, wait a minute they I had... have heard them they did the original uh, Two Unlimited No Limit song that's that them. them Two Unlimited covered them yeah, that was them, them. yes oh. They were they were well known for their close harmonies, and they did a song based on this. And I think they got to the bottom of it. So, oh. do you want to hear it? Yeah, yes, I'd please. Love to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey, Luella Parsons, get a load of this. I'm Armand, and I'm Champagne, and have, and have we, we got, got a story for you? We were at the party of William Randall Hearst. Want to walk good party? We were fit to burst. The stars are all here, wait, what's the hell's happening? Oh my god, Armin! It's Charlie Chaplin! I'm weak at my knees, here's ballet's Japanese. This party's going off with a bang. Next thing we know, Thomas is a well. He's bent double, oh, he's going through hell. I just love his movie, Champagne. Armin's me too. Hope he'll be okay, oh, I'll be so blue. Is he sick? He's hot. Champagne, he's been shot. This party's going off with a bang. 
Jack Breakdown. What's on your head, Armin? It's a hat, man. The lonely at the spin of Thomas since his heart failed. A star's made a groove, nobody more than a chair. Since his death is a spirit. We heard a gun go off. Disney Plus is Hamilton. His star's Jonathan Groff. Thomas was a strong drinking game on wrong. This song is ending now with a bang. There we go. That was oh, Armin's Champagne. That yeah. fantastic. Um, I acquired that actually. It was at a car boot sale. It was just a big box of um, old Now albums. <laughs> it's like now that's what I call music for to about twenty nine. I was like, oh yes, please. Yeah. And in one of the boxes, I opened up Now eighteen, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, there's just this blank set. But it was all the best of Almonds and Champagne. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm really chuffed that I've yeah. got it. It's, you gotta send me that copy of that, of that of that uh, of No Limit because I really want to hear oh, that. Oh uh, yeah, the original yeah, yeah. 1920s version of No Limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no limit to reach for the sky. No, 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 no. Oh my God. There's no limit. This is my vote for Armistice Champagne to be the next Mystery on the Rocks in joke. Please. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's too, I love it so much. Oh, no, no, 1920 uh, uh, singing duo that did the original versions of 90s techno <laughs> songs. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much for uh, for listening again uh, to this our little mini-series. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you are, let us know on, on the socials. We it's going on... down quite well so I've far. According, according to you lot. According to you, Lark. Um, According to you. And depending on when you listen to this, it might not be tonight, but every Thursday at 8pm British summertime, uh, we're on Twitch, www.twitch.tv slash Mystery on the Rocks. Yes, you can catch us. Uh, you can get on our socials, Mystery on the Rocks. That's spelled R-O-X. Uh, uh, that's on Twitter and on Instagram. You want to send us an email, mysteryontherocks at gmail.com. You want to find us, we're all individually, individually on uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. We're all, we all we all stream now as well. It's where Chris, you're yeah. Twitch.tv. Do we? Yeah, do we? we do, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We got to advertise. Yeah, all right, we do. We uh, Chris <laughs> underscore Stokes. Suze is uh, Suze Kempner. So Twitch. Suze Kempner. Suze Kempner, and I'm uh, Twitch.tv. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Masood Miles. Find us all there. And like I said, on Thursdays you can, you can catch up. Oh, fucking! If you like the show, leave a review. Uh, say yeah. give it, give it, give it loads of stars and say give it me. Give it me. Give it me. Give it me no stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, as always. And enjoy enjoy your fucking lives. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. It's been a joy. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.